There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, on today's episode, once again, guys, Victory Monday. Ooh, that's got a nice ring to it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back? Back? Spartans are back, perhaps? Rumors of back? Uh, Shades of back, for sure, no doubt. Uh, Whispers, shouts of back. Any way you slice it up, uh, your Spartans are 2-0 on this beautiful Monday. We're talking September 13th. It is now Miami week. And uh, hey, two games down, (laughs) we're looking okay here. Uh, And surprise, surprise, we will be talking about that game on today's episode. If you haven't figured it out by now, this is the Locked on Spartans podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan, and we do this five days a week, Monday through Friday here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And before going any further, you know what's coming next if you've been a loyal listener. It's housekeeping time. I got to politely ask you find folks to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, um, pretty simple here. Uh, I just, we're, we're just going to go over the game. First two segments and then third segment, uh, we'll fly around the Big Ten and banter about uh, some other foes in the conference. Tomorrow's show, we will have Stephen Brooks in. We'll break the game down in a little more detail. I will pick his brain about what he saw from the game. Other players, probably going to have to go through the uh, laundry list of injuries that have popped up. And yeah, throughout the rest of the week, um, we'll have a, a Miami breakdown. Uh, we'll have keys to the game coming Friday. Well, another fun week ahead, like I said. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, all Spartans, all the time. And speaking of those beautiful, beautiful Spartans, the ones that once again started the game on another 75-yard touchdown because, <laughs> well, that's just the standard around these parts. Uh, let, let's talk about the 42-14 to win on a beautiful Saturday. You know what? I keep. I, I, I might have said Friday earlier. No, it was Saturday because for some reason, even though it happened once, that, that Northwestern game has jacked me up, and now I just think every game day should be Friday. Seemed right. It was a lot of fun. Regardless, on Saturday, under a beautiful skies in East Lansing, uh, in front of a great crowd, by the way, I did not expect the, the crowd to be that full, uh, to be honest. Yes, of course. You know, it's, it's the first game in two years. Um, beautiful day, you know, you're pretty much going to see a guaranteed victory. But, I, you know, with COVID and everything going on, and at the end of the day, yes, it still is MSU against an FCS opponent at noon. I, I, I didn't think it would get up to the number it did. I think the announced attendance was 71,000. Uh, Graham Couch, he was at the game. He said, certainly not 71,000. Those attendance numbers are always inflated no matter where you go. He said it was about like 60,000. That's solid. Student section showed up. That was not only showed up, it stayed. Like it was a great, great show in a Spartan Stadium. And yeah, football's back, baby. Football is back in the five one seven, as the cool kids say. Um, regardless, now we'll talk about the actual game. Uh, MSU just yeah, flat out looked great, uh, like they should. 
against a middling FC, FCS opponent. Uh, hey, there's some things that Youngstown State does good. We talked about it before the game. They have a, a great run game at the FCS level. Uh, they run the RPO pretty good at the FCS level. Their defense, not so great. And that's even at the FCS level. So, yeah, Michigan State uh, made mincemeat of the Penguins' defense. Made it a completely drama-free Saturday. And that's just what we needed. Uh, I Listen, hey, exciting games are fun if your team's not involved. If it was up to me, MSU would win every game 42-14. to Like they did over the weekend. Uh, so, just to put in perspective of how great the MSU offense was, you're getting nine yards per play uh, on offense. And that is a, a staggering statistic. And so staggering that... Our guy, friend of the program, Colton Pouncey of The Athletic, uh, did the research, looked it up, and quote, In Saturday's win over Youngstown State, Michigan State's offense averaged nine yards per play for the second time since 2000. Second time since 2000. Can anyone guess what that game was at the top of their head? Probably not, because the game happened 20 years ago. It was against Wisconsin in 2001. Listen, I know. Oh, it's just Youngstown State. Okay, all right. I'm not stupid. Yeah, I know it's just an FCS team. Any way you slice it, nine yards per play is damn impressive. And the way they were doing it, too. Sensational. (laughs) Just cracking open the game. 75-yard touchdown. Peyton Thorne, his deep passes. Just, you can't see that. I'm doing the, 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 the chef's hands with the... With the kiss right there. It's brilliant touch on those deep balls to uh, read. And he had one to nail or two, which should have, could have been another long touchdown. But, man, he was on point with those. And, once again, a theme that we talked about from last week's Northwestern game. Never really threw the ball in a risky situation. Was very even keel. Steady Eddie. Like, game manager-esque, if you want to say. But, I mean, I, I just think it's just being responsible with the ball doesn't do anything stupid. He reads his progressions. He goes through it. And odds are, hopefully, that you'll be hearing me talk about that after every single Michigan State game. It's just how great he is with the ball and smart and every cliche that goes along with being, well, what he is, a a coach's kid. So, great game from Thorne. Uh, Four touchdowns, passing, responsible for five as he also ran one in. And, yeah, what else else can you say about him? Uh, Yeah, Anthony Russo got some spin in. I, I, I feel even worse for the kid that I did last week. I, I don't think it was a fair representation of his uh, ability, perhaps, but I, I think that some is. Still, regardless, he gets a, a few opportunities out there. Not with the whole ones. You know, he's working with the twos a little bit. And, of course, fumbling on the doorstep of the goal line. And to add literal insult to injury, is seen leaving Spartan Stadium on crutches and in a walking boot. So things have... Only gotten worse for uh, Anthony Russo in the camp. No idea how um, extreme an injury that is. But regardless, anytime you're walking out with crutches and a walking boot, not good. And speaking of walking boot, uh, we, I'll just end this first segment talking about really the only bad part of the game. And we'll pick up the happiness to start the second segment. Um, Eli Collins leaves the game. Walking boot for him too, as reported by Big Ten Network. You have Nick Samak who got... That looked like a bad injury. With that said, though, I I have heard from a very reputable source, very, 
uh, that no ligament damage involved there, so it, it won't be anything big for the, the backup center or the, the first interior lineman off the bench. Same act. That's that's a big role he has in this team, and to, to see to see uh, you know the big guys get rolled up like that. Yeah, you know, I'm not you know, saying anything shocking here. No, never a good sign. That and uh, Maverick Hansen also left the game as well, and you tie that in with guys like Tank Brown, Drew Jordan, Drew Beasley, not even suiting up for the game due to injury. Okay, listen, it, it's a good start to the season. Um, MSU's depth is a little better than it was in years past, but still, regardless, I, th- these are big injuries that we're, we're missing. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the sunny side of this game the other side of this segment. I'm sorry, I, I had to find a way to shoehorn the injury portion of the postgame into here, and why not just sneak it into the end of segment one? It's kind of like a sad news sandwich. You know, I'm going to start good, put the crappy stuff in the middle, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll smack you upside the head with some more greatness from Saturday. On the other side of this break, but first I need to talk to you beautiful people about, I, I bet you don't know what's coming, because it's a new one. I'm talking prize Picks, baby. Prize picks. Football fanatics. I'm talking to you, college football fanatics. Have you heard about prize picks? The daily fantasy sports made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. And it's not just college football. They offer every sport you can think of, like NFL, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more to go along with your college football. They do it all at prize picks. What is the best about them, though? They offer a ton, a ton of college football props. More than anyone that you will find. That is a Sheehan guarantee right there. And all the star players of the Power Five, as well as some mid-major players that you may have not even heard of. That is right. We got props on Bryce Young. We've all heard of him. I bet most of the country maybe has forgotten who Rocky Lombardi is. Well, guess what? I know we remembered. And I know that we can place some action on Rocky Lombardi because of prize picks. They offer up any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All users at deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. You pick two to five players, take an over-under of their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. That's right. You're not going up against anyone but the static Numbers, baby. And they also allow mixed sport entries. For example, you could take the over on Kenneth Walker rushing yards. Pair it with, oh, I don't know, over on Justin Verlander's strikeouts. And mix it up, baby. Mix and match. Have some fun. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. And best of all, Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price picks is the daily fantasy made easy. So let's get back to the game here. And of course, yeah, we're going to talk about more great things that happened because there was a whole lot of it on Saturday. Again, regardless, I don't care that it's FCS Youngstown. There's some things that have happened that you can absolutely smile ear to ear about, uh, about what took place. And one of them is, yeah, Jaden Reed. Let's stop not talking about him. 181 yards. That's off nine catches. Oh, wait. Nope. Ha, gotcha. Just four catches to rack up 181 yards. Are you out of your mind, Jaden? Yes, he is. That is, of course, paired with two touchdowns. The longest of 85 yards. This this man gets 
it done. There's no secret that him and Peyton Thorne are cooking and cooking early. Absolutely. Quite literally love to see it. Um, also, I, and this is the, the part I really want to bring up about Jaden Reed as well. And that's the punt returning right here. Uh, he had, I think it was three returns. Let me look at my notes here. Yes, three returns, 48 yards, the longest of 30 yards. When is the last time at the top of your head that uh, you felt good about Michigan State's punt return game? I guarantee you it's probably the same name I'm thinking of. That's right, probably Keyshawn Martin. Uh, that was a little bit ago, guys. We're going up on a decade now with the last time you felt good about Michigan State's punt return game. But I, Jaden Reed shows some flash, man. He's got the cuts. He's got the sizzle that you like on there. And also, he's just got the ability to be smart with the ball, too. I, it wasn't just that MSU didn't really have athletes behind there or good punt returners, but just, like, poor decision-making, like letting balls go, fair catching it when they shouldn't have, this, this, and that. I don't have to bring you through the whole last few years of punt returning. We, we, we've all watched the Spartans. We know where it was. And this is a breath of fresh air. This is very, very nice. And I also understand the reluctance to maybe have him back there. Hey, I mean, all we got to do is just look at the school down the road to see what happened there. As Ronnie Bell, who had a fantastic opening week, is tabbed as Michigan's probably top receiver, blew his leg out on a punt return. Yes, it's risky to put your athletes back there, but it's also really hard to look at what Jaden Reed can do and say no. I don't know who else you're going to put back there that can offer you the same sizzle on the stake that he does Naylor maybe then again I, I don't know if I trust necessarily Naylor's hands to be the punt return guy uh you know okay well Lockett uh Keon Coleman what what other two deep guys can you think of Mose I, I don't know I, I'm just not feeling too great about option B as opposed to option A and Jaden Reed so I, I I love him returning punts I'm gonna knock on wood I hope that doesn't come back to bite us but solid man Solid, no doubt. So that's something to definitely look forward to. And speaking of looking forward to as well, i got to give a nod to Jordan Simmons here. Yes, Kenneth Walker only had seven touches, 57 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely ridiculous play by him in those seven touches, uh, whether it be that touchdown where, you know, eh, I'm just going to whoop, scoot by a guy really quick, and then, oh, okay, three guys are trying to tackle me. <laughs> that's not going to be an issue for me. I'll sneak right in here. Or dancing his way out of a box of four people surrounding him, which should have been a loss of two for about mm, 93% of college running backs. But uh, Kenneth Walker ain't in that percentage, baby. He just I'm going to bust this out for a casual 24-yarder here. But who I want to talk about is Jordan Simmons. Uh, 16 carries, 121 yards. Yes, it was very clear that Kenneth Walker was going to have a essentially a day off here. Like, all right, Kenneth, you, you, you padded uh, your stats a little bit. A crazy yard per carry on 57 yards on seven carries and a touchdown. But it's we're going to see what Jordan Simmons can do. And listen, we know that Simmons had the speed last year. We knew that he was going to be a good athlete last year. But his knock was um, he still did like a true freshman at times. Not being patient necessarily. Lacking the vision at times. But th there was something there. There was something there. And I think we're starting to see the beginning of what that something there is. As, A, it's clear that he is the number one two guy as picked by the coaches as he you know, was getting snaps over Collins, getting snaps over Harold Joyner as well. And now we can see why as well because it, it's very clear his vision, his patience, his decision making has made some pretty good strides here. 
He also just looks a little bigger too. I know it's like a tangible, you know, do, I'm doing the full eye testing right now, but like, God, he, he just looks bigger than last year. Take it, absorbing hits and bringing hits a lot better than he was last year, no doubt. Just have to bring up the very, very fun fact that uh, MSU walked into the locker room at halftime with 408 yards. Now, really quick, can you guess how many times all last season MSU broke 408 yards for the whole game? The whole, the, the game as a whole. The whole uh, of the seven games, how many times did Michigan State's offense go north of 408 yards? Uh, you probably have already guessed it. It's a very low number. It's actually just once. They broke what they got in the first half on Saturday just once. And that team was, ha <laughs> that's right, Michigan. Suck it. Um, yeah, it, it, listen, again, I'll say it once again. I get it's FCS Youngstown. but And I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the reaction episode after the Northwestern win. It, it still, it just gives us hope. It has been since 2017 where we have seen a competent offense. I'm not, not even asking a lot here. Just a competent offense that you could feel good about. It's been two games. It's been doing pretty damn good against Northwestern and then doing really, really good, like you were supposed to, against Youngstown. So, yeah, there, there's there's hope in the air as you go to Miami, which, as the days go by, looks to be a more gettable game. I'm not saying MSU should win. I'm certainly not saying they will win. But man, before the season, when that spread opens up at 14 and a half, and as of time of this recording, there's still no spread for next Saturday, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it, it ain't going to be 14 and a half, or at least it shouldn't be. You, you're starting to feel pretty good about that game because MSU, uh, their elevator's going up. You, you're starting to feel okay about what the Spartans can do here. Uh, absolute no sweater on Saturday, great opener against Northwestern. And also Miami, okay, I, I get that you got absolutely pile-drived by Alabama, who hasn't? And th- th- there's no shame in playing Appalachian State close, but at the same time, like y- you were the top 15 preseason ranked team, you're playing at home against the Mountaineers. I- I'm not sure if this should necessarily be a game that comes down to the final minutes, but yeah, th- there's there's still a good Hurricane team in that stadium, despite a shaky start from them. And yeah, I. I- but I think it's MSU is why I'm starting to feel okay about it. So I think we're a few steps ahead of where we could be on Saturday. It's no doubt going to be an awesome test. Going to be an awesome test. You talk about a barometer for where this regime is at in just very early on in year number two. Whew, I can't think of anything better. I, it is an awesome test. It, it's not like you're going into Bama or going into Clemson. You know, it, It's not an impossible test. It's not an impossible journey. But road game against maybe a top three ACC team. Yeah, that's that's a nice test, all right. And one that we're starting to feel okay about. All right, guys, on the other side of this break, uh, let's just be bop around the other Big Ten. we, we got to keep an eye on all the other foes in the conference as they had a full uh, slate of fun on Saturday as well. But first, I need to talk to you fine, fine folks about Sweat Block. If you were at Spartan Stadium, you probably perspiring a little bit. That was that was a, a steamy one. If you're going down to Miami, like I am, very excited, you will be sweating. Uh, I could safely say that. But Sweat Block Wipes is here to mitigate that damage. Hell, they're here to eliminate the damage 
I'm talking the doctor-created, doctor-recommended product that works up to seven days per use. That's right. If you're going to Miami and you're listening to this on a Monday and you use the product right now, that is going to take you through kickoff easily. Don't believe me? Well, it's a good thing they got the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block wipes do not keep you dry, you're going to get your money back. Your hard-earned money back. That is why they stand by their product. Featured. Tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. Those guys know what the heat's all about. They know what sweating's all about. And it's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, racking up over 13,000 reviews. Manufactured in the USA, baby. That's right. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Made right here on American soil. Can you name anything better than all of that? Well, I can. How about a nice little promo code? Promo code locked on. That is for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Go to sweatblock.com, and I'll say it again. That's promo code locked on. That's one word for 20% off your order at sweatblock.com. And if you think I'm done talking your ear off about amazing products, I'm not because we're talking about Built Bar now, baby. Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? I bet you did, but you know what? I'm going to bring you through all of them anyway. I'm talking coconut. Coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you don't think there's one for you or you're not sure which one is for you, get the mixed box. You're going to get two of each of those delicious nine flavors that I just rattled off. And even better than the taste might be these stats I'm going to smack you with right now. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. That is outrageous for as good as it tastes especially. So order today, guys. Hop on to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15. It's all one word at BuiltBar.com. That's going to get you 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So, really quick, guys, just to uh, close it out here, we're going to bebop around the Big Ten, uh, talk about those games. Uh, again, tomorrow we will have Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports on to chat more about Saturday's great game and look a little bit into the future for next Saturday as the Spartans take on the Hurricanes. But, man, it's, uh, let's just start with the biggest story here from the Big Ten. That's right. We're talking about the Maryland Terrapins taking it to Howard 62-0. Obviously, that's a bad joke. No one cares about that. How does... Ohio State at home against an Oregon team missing their top two defensive players, including Kayvon Thibodeau, who will be a top five pick next year, if not the number one overall pick, uh, playing at 9 a.m. according to Oregon's body clocks, if you're into that sort of thing. How, how, did, how is that game lost at home, necessarily? How, how, how is that even possible? Uh, 14 and a half point favorites and just straight up laying up. A big old dud. Um, yeah, listen, I, I know the Bosa brothers aren't coming through that door anymore. I, I, I know that it changed into the guard at quarterback. Poor C.J. Stroud airing the ball out 54 times. Whew, yikes. Um, yeah, that's that's a shocking, shocking loss. But I, I also wanted to kick it off with that because, yeah, you know me, I'm a, I'm a homer. If you want your rational journalistic reporting uh stay tuned to tomorrow's episode Stephen brooks 24 7 sports but uh if you know me by now that's not what i'm here to do i'm here to be a, a little irrational like a fan 
I'm starting to believe now. I'm starting to starting to fall down that horrible trap of actually believing that <laughs> MSU might not be too far away for, from a win here. Uh, any event that transpires on Saturday that's not positive for Michigan State will erase all those thoughts. But this is the fun part of just week two of the college football season is that you see the very early results coming in, and oh, it's kind of like it's kind of like pulling out of the gas station with that lottery ticket that the numbers have not been read off for yet. You dream for a little bit. You dream for a hot second of just uh, maybe what maybe the Big Ten East is a little more open than we thought. Yeah. Probably not, but you know what? Hey, it's uh, Sunday as I'm recording this. It's going to be Monday when you listen to it. Vibes are great from Saturday, from both the Ohio State loss and Michigan State win. Yeah, uh, I've fallen on the, the trap maybe uh, 10%. 10%. Uh, elsewhere around the Big Ten, despite that shocker, uh, is, uh, yeah, Iowa's, uh, it's clear that they're due for their once every seemingly five year. Uh, tradition of going ten and two or eleven and one. It's just two great wins for them so far this year. One against Indiana, another one obviously against Iowa State, beating them twenty-seven to seventeen. It just has a complete stranglehold on that rivalry. No matter how generational these Iowa State teams are, it's it's just Kirk Ferentz and the gang just getting it done against them, which I, I, I feel for Iowa State because I'm not necessarily the biggest Iowa fan, but I can absolutely recognize that. No, that, that's they're legit this year. Yeah, they, they sure are. And it's that defense. Well, I think, what, four four turnovers? <laughs> I mean, I think they recovered a fumble, got three interceptions. That's, yeah, the, the, the defense is nothing to, to joke around with. And that's why, and this brings me to my next point here, is I know it looked absolutely horrible for Indiana last week as they, well, lost to the Hawkeyes, but um, it's a nice little 56-14 bounce back against Idaho. I'm not going to look at anything from that game, and I'm also not going to look at anything from the Iowa game because I I would be a fool to watch the last, oh God, 15, 20 years of Big Ten football and think that I can judge a team for their failures as a team with high aspirations that goes into Kinnick Stadium and falls flat in their face. Uh, Michigan State has done it. Hawkeyes have done it. Penn State, Michigan's done it. Every single team has done it in conference. It, it, there's something weird voodoo magic going on at Kinnick all the time. So, am I worried about Indiana? No, absolutely not. And yeah, they righted the ship with the 56 to 14 win over Idaho. Some other irrelevant scores that I, I'm not going to harp on at all. Penn State beats Ball State 44 13. Great, good for them. Wisconsin beats Eastern Michigan 34 to 7. Awesome. Uh, <sighs> Yikes on this one. Virginia wallops Illinois 42-14, and as if that week one loss by Scott Frost and the Nebraska Cornhuskers wouldn't age any more poorly, uh, that happens. Nebraska, by the way, 28-3 over Buffalo. Purdue absolutely schlacks UConn 49-0. UConn, I don't even have to look this up. I won't do any research here. I can safely say that that is the worst FBS team Probably assembled in college football history, just the last few years especially. Rutgers wins an absolute barn burner, 17-7 over Syracuse. Northwestern beats Indiana State. Nice bounce back for them, 24-6. And uh, last but not least, the the nightcap game, Michigan versus Washington. And I'm not going to discredit Michigan's victory whatsoever. It'd be very foolish to do, especially after I just spent the first 20 minutes uh, being very happy. About a Youngstown State win, but holy mother of Mary, Washington is not good. Uh, the offensive coordinator should be 
investigated by the FBI for point shaving or, or stealing money from the university at that point. And it was very clear that, oh, oh no, their, their little, what, seven-point performance against FCS Montana from week one? That <laughs> was not really a fluke from the Huskies there. Uh, so hey, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Michigan, strong defense, good defense. Their run game was incredible. And it kind of had to be as they only had 44 yards through the passing game. But what, holy – if I maybe only watched eight drives of that Washington-Michigan game. And, well, the, the yikes, yikes if you're a Huskies fan. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's just flying around the Big Ten. Uh, I think there is a, a good shot that Michigan does come into East Lansing undefeated uh, by the time that game rolls around October 30th. The rest of their schedule, Northern Illinois against Rutgers at Wisconsin, who's okay. At Nebraska, not okay. And uh, against Northwestern, who maybe be okay at best. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking way into the future here. But that that could be a nice, saucy game, dare I say. The Fox Big Noon kickoff should all go according to plan. And really quick, I will end this with some Michigan State news. Speaking of noon, that is the kickoff for the game against Miami coming up this Saturday. And the news around that is that it will be on ABC. Woohoo! Bright lights, baby. At noon. Yeah, bright lights at noon. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, like I said, full week of shows coming up for you beautiful, beautiful folks. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow morning, you're going to be waking up to Stephen Brooks' voice of 24-7 Sports. Until then, guys, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Go Green!